Welcome, listeners and fellow inquisitors of the taboo. This is Important Question. It's the podcast that's sort of like your id. It's your, it's your inside voice that says aloud and discusses the things that you'd like to say if you weren't such a good person. I am Gordon Highland, and with me is my partner in crime, Caleb J. Ross. And today's important question topic is, would you live in a nudist colony? Now, uh, as we usually do, let's go ahead here at the top and state our initial positions, which are, of course, subject to change over the next 15 or 20 minutes. And let's do that in three, two, one. Maybe. Maybe, huh? Well... I'm approaching the topic with with a more open mind than a yay or nay. How's that? This podcast is growing on me. I'm starting to... You've evolved in the last five weeks. Oh, that's terrible. So you say maybe. Well, why maybe? I I think I could be convinced because I think there's a lot that goes into what a nudist colony is or as the, I guess, more proper term might be a, a nude collective possibly i don't know there's there's terms out there some people are against the term nudist colony we might talk a little bit more you're about making that. them sound like artists now yeah you're right i am and maybe they are maybe that's the thing that you would you think of nudist colonies as being full of sort of hippie types which also i think uh the venn diagram between hippie types and artist people probably overlap quite a bit mm-hmm. but i say maybe because i i can definitely see the attraction of of kind of living without the worry of physical judgment if you're in that environment all the time uh where looks where what is considered right now in in, in today's society sort of taboo nakedness and if you're surrounded by all the time you're going to be less inclined to care about nakedness so and that that's very appealing to me but also uh boners so i, I don't you know i don't want to do that either Boners, I think, is going to encompass a large portion of this episode. <laughs> it is right now. I can tell you that much. <laughs> wow. You know what would be, I think, really interesting, and I just saw this now, is what if you are someone who does feel that judgment and is judgmental of others, and yet you still just decide for the challenge of it to maybe be a better person to insert yourself, if you will, into this nudist community as sort of a personal challenge? What would that be like? I yeah I don't know I, I I think I think if you're the type of person to be so uh, visually focused and and so opinionated as you just ascribed this makeup make made up persona to be, you probably aren't going to be the type of person to put yourself in that sort of challenge to make yourself better in the first place. So I think you're already describing a person that probably doesn't exist. But well, let's 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 roll with it and and see. I, I, what do you think? I might take that opportunity to get in better shape for one, and then because I am judgmental. And I'd be, I have a feeling I'd be walking around just scowling at people out all the time like, Ugh. because, you know, most of the people in, that you see in nudist colonies tend to be type of people that you, most folks wouldn't really be attracted to, to see naked. Is that the attraction of going to a nudist colony, though? I mean, I, I, I always think of, of people who go to nudist colonies do so because they don't want to be surrounded by that sort of judgmentalness. So I, I don't think that they would be motivated to be in better shape. I, I don't think I would be either. That would be one of the draws of going to the places because I wouldn't have to be in better shape because everyone is out of shape. Right. But I'm just saying as a, as a person who is like you are now, just for the challenge of it to, to put yourself in that situation, I would still feel like I had to build myself up, you know? Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. Maybe do that before you get there sort of the prep it's it's the cleanse before the uh, right yeah before the intervention or i guess the cleanse right i can let myself go for the next three years as long as i you know put on 30 pounds of muscle and and lose 40 pounds of fat (laughs) and and i think also we're approaching this too uh not to commentary the episode but i think we're approaching this too from the from the 
from the traditionally uh, viewed con- conceit of a of a nudist colony, and that being a bunch of probably old people uh, who just hang out in a beachy type environment, naked all the time. But from what I understand in doing research for this episode, nudist colonies tend to actually be very uh, almost modern in a sense. You still might get the same demographic, but I think the demographic is also it spans. It could be families. It can be entire families. But it's also not just, you know, vacation-y, relaxy type of environments. It's also almost suburban in a way. There's there's people, there's there's jobs a lot of times. And I think we think of old people in nudist colonies because retirement, you don't have to go to a job. It's mm-hmm. okay to be out there. But they're past their sexy years. Yeah, they don't need – they have the means to just sort of be naked all the time. Uh, but there are versions of nudist colonies that are more modern, and they do incorporate sort of your day-to-day uh, uh, midlife to end-of-life situations. So um, there's probably – I don't know. Does, does your opinion change if you look at it from those two angles, whether you're going to do to the, to the retirement nudist colony or the midlife sort of – Yeah, I think because I'm still approaching most of this from someone who's more like my age or younger – uh, who still would be, you know, virile and wanting to reproduce and find a mate and all these things, as opposed to someone who doesn't isn't really looking for those things later in life. Hmm. It's it's not about just the dong. It's not just that. I, I've never <laughs> been in general one of those guys who walks around shirtless. Even when I was a kid and skinnier, I'm a pale redheaded Irish guy, and just the sunburn factor. I can't be out <laughs> in the sun for that long, or I burst into flame instantly. Right? It's more the psychological nakedness of just being completely exposed. You know, I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't even go live someplace where everyone was shirtless. That would make me intimidated. Really? Yeah. Even if, even knowing though, the the logic is in your favor that there's going to be at the very least just as many people who are grosser than you uh, as there are people who are better looking than you. So even if you're in the and I say you as in the collective you, but even if you're in the in the very average here, you. You don't you don't stand out, you know. I would think that you wouldn't stand out anyway as, as an anomaly, as someone to be to be judged harshly. I might be a catch there. There you go. You never know that you could look at it that way, right? Yeah. Glass is half full. So these are these are communal living people. They cook together. They you know they eat everything together communally. Just that that whole communal aspect of it. I, I grew up an only child, so I just just all the sharing and stuff like that. You know, nude doesn't be damned. I just it's not for me. <laughs> I see. This is an interesting window into your psyche because yeah. I, I get a sense that it's not the the nudity so much. It's the it's yeah. It's the communal living. The sort of it is. Yeah. It's the, the tribal aspect of it. Hmm. That's interesting. So when you associate tribal, do you do you also think of these nudist colonies as being completely void of things like your electronics and things like that? Yeah. I, in my mind, I do because I think of things like I, how much I would miss television. You know, I, 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 it's like the desert island thing. What would you take? What book? Well, we've solved that issue with the Kindle. You know, as long as I had a solar charger for, for my Kindle, I'd, <laughs> I'd be all right. But even that, the Kindle's going to run dry at some point, and I can only endure so many of the whatever sort of amateur entertainments that are put on by this tribe. It's probably some kind of like plays and theater type things. Um, so I just no, man. I, I miss. I like technology too much. I'm thinking of them as being, you know, sort of desert island nudists. Uh, if it's a desert island type of nudist, I, I'm with you in that I would just be averse to the tribal aspect on entirely. You know, the nudist nudism wouldn't necessarily be a factor in, in that, whether they're naked or not. I just wouldn't want to be in that tribal environment. But I do love the idea of a TV in a nudist colony. I, I love that because TV is is seems to be representative of how we compare ourselves to the famous uh, celebrity. And if the whole point of a nudist colony, as is my as in my perception of it, of it is, is to even that out. 
you would still be seeing there would still be this window, this literal, really sort of literal, but more metaphorical window being the TV into a world that where people are judging and people are do look a whole lot better than you. So would they have sort of edited for nudist colonies version, <laughs> versions right. of videos where it's just fat like fat drawings of uh, over the actors or just fat actors playing all of these parts and reenacting it. And they're gathered around a circle looking and they're like, who are all these freaky people? Why are they wearing so many clothes all the time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. This episode is brought to you by Hedonism's all new, all nude Kansas resort. Experience three ways to braid hair. Join our wrestling squad and compete against the neighboring Kickapoo tribe. Bury your abortionist past and learn to become a doula. Let your oblongata loose and go balls out, sunning that gnarled mushroom cap hangdown and them National Geographic titties on our lakefront dirt beach. It's where life partners meet for what little remains of it. Hedonism, Kansas. What are you running from? Not affiliated with Hedonism, Hedonism Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear, or Hedonism Alaska. For erections lasting longer than four hours, spend a few minutes in our Seniors Hot Yoga Studio. So let's talk about the first topic that comes up, but um, Ching, and that's boners. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's the boner factor. I think the first order of business, if I were to join a nudist colony, we'd have to have some sort of circular dis- town hall discussion about the NRB, the no reason boner. <laughs> it's true. Be- because e- even if a- the attraction fades after a while, as I think it would, as you-, you pointed out early in the podcast, over time, you probably would get over the whole aspect of like just gazing at everyone's genitalia even once that fades as men we get boners for the stupidest reasons and how do you how do you deal with that i'm hanging out with someone's wife having what should be an innocent discussion but yet i'm sporting wood how do i explain that and does she care (laughs) i yeah i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no so i think at the beginning i i think nervousness would probably prevent me from getting any sort of boner to begin with uh, so I wouldn't really get them at the beginning. Be like a frightened turtle. Exactly. And then by the time I uh, got over that, I would probably be so used to the nakedness around me that it wouldn't really spawn. And then also, it, it, you know, the no reason boner is probably something that's happening to not just you, but every guy there. So it's probably kind of a common thing. It's almost like it's maybe it's a maybe it's polite, you know, if, if you're walking around and <laughs> like burping at dinner in a foreign country. Maybe your your wife has a has a coat and she doesn't know where to hang the coat and you're like, huh? <laughs> right. no problem. Although I don't know why they have coats in the nudist colony, but I don't know. Yeah, you're playing you're playing a game of ring toss and you need something you know <laughs> something to throw it up against or horseshoes. Oh God, horseshoes. Oh. <laughs> so do you think kind of springing off of that? Do you think that when you're just surrounded by nudity all the time, one would that result in less overall wood, which I think it probably would. What W O U L D, <laughs> but more importantly, once once everyone's nude all the time, is desire compromised by that? I mean, the, the whole courtship ritual, you know, do you when it's just out there all the time? I, th- I think there's an element to the, the the shame aspect, going back to sort of the biblical thing of you know that's something that you you hold on to and you reveal when you get to a certain stage in your relationship with someone. But if it's just out there, is it kind of like eh? Or maybe maybe you get to know them better because the you know the, their bodies don't matter so much anymore. So it's it's more about their personality and your own yeah. personality, and you're forced to develop your personality. That I, I think the latter. I think that's it. You you basically the the that seems like it would be almost a welcome thing. That's another reason why. So I'm actually leaning more toward yes. I think that's a good thing that you would that you would be less inclined to care so much about the looks, especially I, me speaking as someone who's severely out of shape. Uh, I would welcome. Uh, women not look at me yeah. as as a sexual object yes 
So my plan is working. Excellent. <laughs> You're seeing the dark side. That also kind of brings up a more squeamish topic around that is that it's like kids and puberty and going through those awkward years where maybe their bodies are physically developing and they might be attractive to people, but they're still underage and yet we're governed by laws. I mean, how does that play into things? I don't know. I think it'll go, it goes back to the idea that if, if it's all around you and it's a constant, it's not going to be unique anymore and it's not going to really uh, promote those types of feelings or, or reactions like, like you think that it would. Uh, a good example might be, you know, my wife, when she gave birth to our children, I was able to see uh, parts of her body that uh, in other circumstances would be very, very visually appealing to me. But <laughs> knowing that they are kind of that they're there to serve a different purpose at that time. Uh, they don't have that same reaction. I think it's I think I think the brain is very smart and it can compartmentalize when the time for desire is is necessary and when the time for desire is not necessary. And I think brains that cannot separate those two are the types of brains that have an imbalance that is a larger concern. I mean, I don't want to go so far as to say that those are the types of brains that would be more inclined to rape or something like that, but possibly that there's something there. I mean, if, if a brain can't disassociate physical looks from uh, acts or emotions that in that way, then, then there's probably a, a greater problem there. So may, maybe there's like a vetting system before you can actually get introduced into the into the colony. I, I think that could be sort of a, a learning process for most people. I, I, I think that sort of uh, nurture over nature in that regard, that just once you strip everything away, like we said, the, the predilection for that probably will disappear over a long enough timeline. I think it'd be pretty quick. I mean, think about it this way. When you go to a new city, that you're you're intimidated by just the physical layout of that city. You don't know where things are. You don't know thing what where to go to get basic necessities. But you learn where those things are once, and by the end of the first day. And I know you felt this way as a, as have I. You feel like you've mastered the city. You know the city. Oh yeah, I'm going to go to the quarter store right around the block. It's it, I know exactly where you know the the pop tarts are on the shelf. Like you feel sort of like you own the city a little bit more, and you get familiar with it. So I think that intimidation factor and that and that sort of foreignness factor. I think would dissipate very quickly, honestly. Yeah. You talk about people being familiar with one another. Well, everyone's familiar in this yeah. group. So what do you think the differences psychologically and socially would be for someone who grew up in a nudist colony their entire lives and were indoctrinated that way into those uh, that society, as opposed to someone who went there at a later age, sort of like what we were theorizing through most of this podcast? I think if I think someone who's grown up in that situation would basically have their own podcast asking this exact same question except reversed really <laughs> they 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 would think it's they they would probably think it kind of strange especially if they had never left the colony that people actually wear clothes and cover themselves and so i i don't know if there'd be a psychological damage i think if the person then went into society and they i don't think that they would they would have difficulties adapting to the clothed culture. Uh, I think it would be, again, maybe the first day it would be weird. First couple days it would be weird, but then you would get used to it. And it's not, I don't think in nudist colonies that they probably never wear clothes. It's got to get cold in some of them. So I'm sure they wear, you know, coats or pajamas or something to sleep in to keep warm. So. At least Crocs or sand, sandals or something. I wouldn't want to walk around barefoot all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I, I think aesthetically speaking, you wouldn't want to walk around barefoot. I don't know if it's just me, but I think it's it's way funnier to see an old naked dude walk around in any t sort of shoes than no shoes at all. <laughs> Caleb would join a nudist colony just for the comedy value, you know, just to, just to w bear witness to old men in shoes with their balls <laughs> hanging down between their ankles. <laughs> 
You know, another great thing is you wouldn't have to worry about anybody finding all your dick pics on your cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's uh, let's wrap up our naked episode here of important question. We would like to get your feedback. Tell us if you would, in fact, join a nudist colony. You can leave a comment on the post on calebjross.com, or you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Gordon Highland. And I am at Caleb J. Ross. You can now find us on iTunes and Stitcher as well as other platforms. So until next time, try to keep it in your pants or your bra. Good night. Important question.